please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Here's the word of God. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Well, I have to tell myself a little bit today. <laughs> I, um, what I do when I prepare for these sermons is I, um, the Lord speaks to me. I, I get these ideas. I write them down. And, you know, if it goes away and I never hear about it again, then it typically doesn't make it to be a sermon. But if I keep hearing it and I keep believing that God is telling me what to preach on, then I write it down, send it to Lisa, along with the scripture verse, the title, and all that good information. And then, typically the week before, I look at what I had written down and I prepare for it. But this past week, I thought I knew which one I was preparing for, which is next week's. So this one, I was completely unprepared for. But that's okay. And I thought about not telling you this, but I want to put God on display. I want to show you what God can do when we listen to him, when we have a relationship with him, when we surrender to him, when we try to know him. He speaks, and we hear, and we listen. So today's message was supposed to, in my mind, was supposed to be next week, and next week's was supposed to be this week, but I'm not going to switch. I'm going to go forward with this. So 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. So we know the Bible is this big, giant book. I think mine's got to think a thousand. Yeah, okay. This particular verse is on page 1262. I mean, it's got 1,300. Yeah, 1,300 pages by the time we get to the end of Revelation. That's big book. Smaller print. It's a big book. Many of us have probably never read a book that big before. Some of us may have. So it's a very daunting task to ask someone to read the Bible all the way through. But in the years past, and, and especially with the invention of, mine's up there, cell phones, we got these apps that we can get on our phone. You can get the entire Bible on your phone now. And the one I'm thinking of is known as, well, it's now called the Bible app. It used to be called Version. It has... Little things you can read, like three-day plan, a five-day plan, a one-month plan, and it lets you read the scripture each day, and it has a little devotion to go along with it. Get you into reading the Word of God. And they also have plans that are for an entire year. You can read the entire Bible in one year. You can read the entire Bible in six months, three months. I know someone who read it in about just under two months, blew my mind that he did it, but he did. I've never done that. But anyway, there are ways that we can get into the Word of God and know the Word of God and understand it better. 
because it is important. It is super important. Now, let me explain a few reasons why it's important. We know things in this life that are important. It's important that we eat food. If we go more than 30 days without food, we're looking at possibly our system shutting down. We go 40 days, 50 days, we're probably not going to be around anymore if we don't eat food. It's important that we eat food, right? It, it fuels our body. If we have a car or truck that we drive, we know it's important that we put fuel in it as well. Or we're not going to go very far. Three, four hundred miles, you're going to be pushing it or walking to the gas station if you haven't put more fuel in. Scripture is like fuel for our spirit. How is that? Now, we're talking about something that you cannot see. We're talking about something I can't put my hands on and say, hey, look, this is my spirit. I can't do that. You can't see it. We can't put hands on it. I can't say, hey, smell my spirit. We can't smell it. We can't taste it. We can't hear it. So how do we know that it's there? It's by faith that we know that we are body, which we see and we can feel. We are soul and we are spirit. And if this is fuel for our spirit, then how does that work? Well, we've been through this many times on trying to explain the Trinity, and I'm not really don't want to go there, but just know that your body, soul, and spirit, just like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they all work together. If you remember, um, about a year ago, probably this week about a year ago, I had the um, oil lamp and how all three work together. It's very important that they work together. Our body, soul, and spirit work together. They're not really individual things. They are all one thing, all in communion with one another, just like God is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working together as one. He is one. Our body, soul, and spirit are like one. If our body dies, our spirit can no longer be in the body. Our soul goes to heaven. If our spirit dies, we die because our spirit is eternal. If you want eternal life, your spirit must continue to live. And we make that reborn when we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Our spirit is reborn. It becomes alive, and then it lives forever. Otherwise, it is dead. But anyway, when we feed our spirit, what we're doing is we're putting it into our mind and our soul and we're processing it, and the Holy Spirit is in there as well, helping us understand. And I promise you that there's no other book in history like this one, because this is the oldest known book to any human being. It's the oldest one. And it is the number one bestseller of all time, and there will never be another book that will surpass it as the number one bestseller. And why is that? because it's important to God, and he can make sure that it lasts forever. In fact, Jesus says in here, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. They are eternal. And then Paul tells us these are the eternal words of life. So it's very important to God that this was put together the way that it is. And you say, yeah, but how is it that I'm going to understand 
about a guy who comes from Babylon and is told to build a wall around Jerusalem, and he's working with a guy who's teaching people about the law. How is that important to me? I'm talking about Nehemiah and Ezra, which you can find in the Old Testament. There's something in there that's important, and it may not be the same. I can't say this is why it's important for you, okay? But I guarantee you, as you read it, God will show you the specific words that are important to you that you need to hear at that time. Let me give you an example. Just this past week, I had a very difficult week at work. Not the most difficult I've ever had, but it was very difficult. And at times, I thought about not reading the Bible for the day, but I always picked it up either at the end of the day or first thing in the morning. And every day this week, I saw something jump out at me. I've read this thing, I don't know how many times, and this week I read in more than one place. One of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 13. You will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Because I really believe that's very important, that when we seek God, he will be found. I thought that was the only place it existed. And I remember telling a friend earlier, like two weeks ago, I said, I know it's in other places. I saw it four or five times this week. Not Jeremiah 29, 13. I'm not even to Jeremiah yet. I'm reading through First and Second Kings right now. And I see it, that when this person sought God, they found him. This person sought God after God, and God gave them victory. Like, thank you, Lord. I realized then that in this week that I had, I had to continue to seek God out. And how did I get that from going to church, from listening to YouTube? No, I got that from reading this book right here. Actually, I read it on my phone, but it was the Bible, okay? You get that. So let's say you got, you need, you're in need of healing, okay? You got some kind of uh, disease, or you got some kind of illness, or um, maybe you got a broken bone, something. You can open this Bible up, and God will lead you to the right place. And if you keep reading, you're eventually going to run into someone who found healing, and they might even teach you how to get healing for yourself. You see, whatever your needs are, God knows because he's working in your mind, in your soul, and in your spirit, and he knows what's in here, and he's going to lead you to the specific place Now, it may be a verse taken completely out of context, but it may be something that you read and you say, continue in the things you have learned to become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them. You might say, oh, well, okay, I was just thinking about mom and dad, how they taught me some things, and remember the things I've learned. Okay, I need to think about what mom and dad taught me. So you can open it up anywhere and start reading, and God will lead you to what you need to know. There is one thing, though, I must caution you on, okay? This is a very important thing for our entire lives. Anything at all, we must put God first. It could be, you know, do I put the right shoe on or left shoe on first? Ask God. Okay, now, most people don't do that. That's a little bit out there. But what I'm saying is any difficult situation, you really should ask God first. What do we often do? We often go to 
a friend. Hey, this is happening. What do I do? Or we might ask our parents, hey, this is happening. What do I do? And those aren't bad things, okay? But when we ask God first, this is one place he might lead us, okay? But this is something that we should not do. The daughter of Egypt has been put to shame, turned over to the power of the people of the north. That's Jeremiah 46, 24. Okay, right now, doesn't mean anything. But when you say, okay, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to point to what you're relying on, you're not relying on God. You're relying on chance. It's called bibliomancy. Biblio, book, mancy, magic. You're opening it up hoping that somebody or something is going to lead you to the right place. Anytime we say somebody or something, if we're not thinking about God as that someone, you're, you're dabbling in something you shouldn't dabble in. Because bibliomancy, though God can and will lead you to the right place, there are times when the demonic can lead you to the wrong place. So be careful. Don't just open up the Bible and start reading and say, that's what I got to read. That's, that's going to mean something to me. There was a guy who owned a business. He said, I'm going to open up the Bible. My business isn't doing well. I'm going to open up the Bible and point to something. And that's what I'm going to do. Chapter 13. Bankruptcy. Or is it chapter 11? I can't remember. I may have just blown that joke. But anyway, what I'm saying is, don't do that. Say, God, where do you want me to go? Then you can open it up and say, okay, I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter 1. Because God, when when you're seeking God first, he will lead you to the right place. But when you just take it by chance, you're going to, chances are you're not going to get the right thing. And you're going to say, oh, well, that's, that's not for me. I'm going to try it again. Oh, that's not for me. I'm going to try it again. So just be careful doing that. But when we do, just like we eat food, we don't know what happens inside of us. Unless you're a biologist or some kind of scientist, maybe a doctor, and you know how the food gets broken down and how it feeds the energy, feeds your cells. I personally don't know how that all works. I just know that when I eat something... If it's good, it'll make me feel good. And if it's bad, I might feel bad later. But I know that it fuels my body. It keeps me going. The same thing with your spirit. When you read this, and I don't care if you read for just 30 seconds a day or if you read for three hours a day. When you read this, you don't always understand it. But God is nourishing your spirit. Always. And then, what's amazing about this book, unlike other books, there are a couple books I've read more than once, but they're very few. But this one I've read countless times. And I'll read it again and again and again because I always get something different out of it because it's always what I need at the time I need it. He's nourishing my spirit through his word. There are no other scriptures, the Quran. Uh, whatever the Buddhists use or the Hindus use, none of their holy scriptures do quite the same thing that the Bible does for us. Now, you might say, how do you know that? Well, I know that because I've heard people give testimonies of how, well, I read the Koran 20 times in my life, then I read the Bible, and I'm like, oh, this is real. 
So it comes from eyewitness accounts. That's how I know this, from people who have said they have read other scriptures and then they read the Bible, and it means so much more because the power of God is in this book, and it is good for us. What if you can't read? What if you aren't a good reader? What if you don't understand? You can listen. You can listen to it. Uh, and some kind of some way you can listen to it. If you get, um, if you have a, a phone, a smartphone, you can download the app. the The Bible app that I'm talking about will read the entire Bible to you. Someone can read it to you. There are many different ways, and but most of all, just work with God to know how much to read, when to read, what to read. You don't have to start in Genesis. The first time I ever read the Bible all the way through, I started in 1 Samuel. I didn't start in Genesis. And what if I don't understand it? Well, let me tell you, I don't understand it all. And I, every time I read certain passages, I say, Lord, what is this? What does it mean? And I don't always get an answer, but I still read it. And you know what? The first time I read it, I read it a second time, and I read something again. I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't remember that guy. I don't remember him doing that. I don't remember. And he's a very popular person in the Bible. His name's Solomon. I didn't, first time I read the Bible, I didn't comprehend anything about him. And he is super important in the Bible. Elijah was another one. I read second time, I hear people talking about Elijah. Who's Elijah? Oh, 1 Kings chapter 19, he comes on the scene, okay, so I comprehended a little more the second time. So as you read more and more, you start to comprehend more. And what you start to see happening is you see a pattern, how we are sinful people, how we need God, how he is always there for us. It is food for our spirit. And you might say, well, if I read it once, why do I have to read it again? How many times have you ever had chicken in your life? Spaghetti, steak, salad. You don't eat it once and never eat it again, do you? We eat it over and over, especially if we really like it. We might eat it once a week. It's the same thing with this. No other book like this. So, in closing, here's what I'm going to do. Sometime in early June, I'm not sure if it'll be the first weekend or the second weekend in June, but I would like to start, if anybody wants to join me, just like a maybe a 10-day reading plan. We'll find something, if you don't have a smartphone or you don't want to use your phone, I'll put it all on paper if you want to join me with it, but if you have a smartphone, I'll probably get it from that Bible app, but regardless, I'll make sure everybody can take part. For 10 days, we'll read certain passages in the Bible. You don't have to tell me you did it. You don't have to tell me what it was, what you learned from it. But if you have questions, do ask me. And you don't ever have to say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't. I'm not holding anybody accountable. I'm I'm presenting it to you to try to ease you into if you've never read the Bible. And then in July, maybe we'll do 20 days. August, maybe we'll do 30 days. Then in September, on September 1st, What I would like to do is, whoever's interested, start a one-year Bible reading plan. Now, to read the Bible in one year, it's very simple. There are some days you will read two or three chapters. 
There are some days you might read as many as 10 chapters, but the word count is always pretty much the same for every day, okay? So you're not reading hours upon hours every day. It may take you 20, 30 minutes. But if you're interested in that, we're going to start that in September. So in June, we'll do a 10-day, 20 days in July, 30 days in August. And if you haven't figured it out yet, you're going to be reading the Bible quite a bit between now and September, but then you're going to be reading it every day. And if you miss a day, so what? You go back and you read two days worth in, in one day, or you read four days worth in one day, or you read four days worth over two days. But this would just, I'll give you a piece of paper or we'll put it on an app, however you want to do it, and we'll follow along. And again, I won't hold you accountable unless you want me to. If you ask me to, I will. And believe me, I will ask you every day if you've been reading, okay, if that's what you want. But I guarantee you that if you take part in even just the 10 day, you will see a difference. I can't make that promise, but God can. And God is telling me right now to tell you, you will see a difference. You will change your life. You will grow closer to God because you will be feeding your spirit and your spirit will grow. When you put water on plants, they grow, right? You put miracle grow in, they grow. You put food in your body, we grow. Sometimes we put too much food in our body and we grow the wrong way. Trust me, I know. But when you put, you can't put too much in your spirit, okay? You can't. So let me know if you're interested in something like that. I'm not going to come to you. You got to come to me. I'm like that leaky BA guy. I can't call you. You got to call me. May he rest in peace. But anyway, if you want to do that, let me know. And I'll work with you. I'll answer questions. I'll help you. I'll give you paperwork, help you find the app, whatever you want to do. People on Facebook, same thing. Reach out to me. Let me know. And together, starting in September, we can read the Bible in an entire year. All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your amazing word. So much in it that we don't even realize. We may think we know so much until we read the Bible and realize how little we know. And even then, we realize even more how little we know. Thank you for your word, for putting it together, for speaking to people who would help put it together to make it so true so we can see who you are and see who we are in you. What an amazing gift you've given us, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.